The Red Throne! Look who's back! <laughs> uh, Alright, so this is an episode where Flame Princess returns, and uh, so does the uh, the Fire Lord, except this time he's set free by... Fire King. Fire King set free by... Fire Lord, Don John. Don John. Don John. Who's oh, the okay. Fire Lord? Okay. Or the Flame Lord. So the Fire... Sorry. Okay, these two fiery guys are in cahoots, and they take out the Flame Princess, they take away her power and stuff, so she has to go and find somebody to work with, and she's like, well... Finn was pretty helpful, so her and Cinnabon, Cinnabon go to Finn. Finn obviously still has the hots for her, no pun intended. And they decide to go on down, and they're going to try and stop them. And he keeps trying to, you know, he can now touch her now and stuff, but she's not having any of it. So through all these battles and strangeness, uh, finally, Cinnamon Bun is kind of the main hero. He gets everything back to normal, and him and pretty much Flame Princess are... Either now an item, or he's just like the most caring knight ever. Um, and as Finn said, he was shown up by Cinnamon Bun. Um, <laughs> you know, the whole time watching this episode, it's like, I think I like it, but it was very... I don't, did it seem kind of like slow and awkward in a way? The fist fight scene I mean, I, 20 years for me. No, no, like a lot of it, I was kind of watching it. It's like, I didn't know if it was good or bad. I was just sort of like, yeah, this doesn't have quite the energy the other ones do. And everyone sort of like, particularly, I don't know, like the action scenes and everything were just kind of, they seemed a touch slower and clumsy, but I don't know if that was intentional or not. Maybe that's just sort of the feel of the episode. I, I think... With this one, they were trying to close some doors. Kind of like, okay, Flame Princess, done and over with. Cinnamon Bun, done and over with. They, they were trying to close some chapters, it seems, before the show went any further. And I felt it was very sloppily done. Mm -hmm. um, like, Flame Princess, I don't know, like, it felt, she felt out of character to an extent. Mm. Uh, Cinnamon Bun, again, like, a few episodes ago, he was just a total moron. And in the beginning of this one, he was, like, five steps above that. Yeah, I... And, of course, by the end, which, supposedly, it seems he finally became full-baked, <laughs> um, all of a sudden, he's, like, this super champion. And it's like... But if you look at him, he didn't actually really do much. He punched two guys in the face and ran away, jumped in while the two guys were fighting, so he didn't actually do anything there. It was just chance that he came in. Again, it's it's this whole thing of victim of circumstance, if you will. Actually, this is like the one episode where I really like Cinnamon Bun, honestly. Oh, maybe because, maybe because it one. is a contrast to all the other stupid things he's done. Just when he, when he comes out and makes the great big speech, no, she will be a good ruler because she is strong, strong in the heart. And it's like this <laughs> big corny poetic speech. And I But everything I, before that, though, in this episode, that's after he got baked. <laughs> well, because notice he got hit in the face. Yeah, and yes. it looks like he got... His eyes changed. They're not, like, sunken anymore. Yeah, I, I, I noticed something happened. I didn't know what it was, but it's like, yeah, I guess he was, like, smarter or whatever. But even beforehand, I mean, he was, like, he was the one that came in and, like, grabbed her and threw her on the uh, the firewolf thing, you know, and they were running Jake out. Jake 2. 
And Jake too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, and he was the one that came through, you know, the prison and got the key to get him out. Oh no, that's a couple things. I mean, yeah, how, he got the key by punching two guys and running away. Okay, it's better than what he could have done before. <laughs> I, but that's he my thing. One episode, or you know, two episodes ago, Apple Wedding. What was he doing? I, was he opening the? No, he wasn't opening the champagne. You couldn't even open it. Yeah, yeah. So it's. I mean, it's no. Just, I, I know. I guess just. It's the contrast of they couldn't pick something for him. They wanted him to be this... Like I said, it felt like they wanted to close the Flame Princess chapter. Mm. And it felt like it was rushed. Like it didn't seem like he was as moronic as he used to be. And I mean, by the end I get it, where he becomes fully baked or whatever, but like everything else is kind of like, eh. I, I guess, I mean... You're right, but at the same time, I think I was so sick of seeing that character that I was just happy to see him do something confident. <laughs> oh, I'd rather, I would have rather him be, like, totally moronic. Remember, he used to have a Jake dog as well that was a pile of nothing. Mm -hmm. He was that moronic not that many episodes ago. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, you know, he's this huge guy. If it would have started off with him being completely moronic, and then him getting, like, fully baked halfway through, and him becoming the hero for the rest of it. I would have liked that better. You would have liked more of a transition. Yeah, instead of the whole, all of a out of nowhere, he's like, okay, he's so much better than he used to be when three episodes, two or three episodes ago, he was a total moron. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't like, you know, you could make the argument before, or maybe what you were saying, maybe they're out of order or something uh, when they originally animated them, but like, yeah, because he went with Flame Princess... And you could almost be like, oh, time has passed, he's gotten smarter with her. But no, you see him at the wedding, mm -hmm. and he's pretty stupid. So Remember, that's, kind of legit. that's my thing. It felt, it, it felt like they were rushing to close these chapters before the end of the season, and they had no other way to do it, so they kind of rushed through it. Hmm. Joy, you're awfully quiet. Well, I think you're all a bunch of jerks. <laughs> anyway, I thought I liked Cinnamon Bun in I in love this. Cinnamon Even Bun. Even if it makes no sense. I, no, but it does, though. It does, in a way, for me, it makes complete sense. For one... Even though he's way too perfect for you, he's not at all, in a way... Perfect for you! <laughs> for you! But he's not, though. I mean, I, I really, really enjoyed the contrast of how, because he was so stupid and, and silly in the past, that even though you're right, he doesn't really do much of anything. He's just actually making normal people decisions. <laughs> he seems so much better and all the more put together. And, and I liked that because even though, yes, we just saw him a few episodes ago at Apple Wedding, you don't know how long it's been. How long he's been with Flame Princess. I mean, when you're with someone, whether it's love or friendship or whatever, you pick up traits. You, you, you know, if you're in love, you kind of better yourself for that person, slowly but surely. Sometimes you mean to. Some, you, you, you don't mean to, but <laughs> sometimes... What my joke? <laughs> sometimes you mean to do it, sometimes things happen. If you're hanging with a bunch of friends, you end up kind of sounding like them, having the same sort of mannerisms sometimes, you know, and I feel like I thought it was a really, really great reflection on no matter what, even though Flame Princess has this, like, you know 
I've always felt has had this outrageous temper. You know, I always also felt that she was good inside. She was trying really hard and there was just something inherently decent about her. And I felt that it reflected itself in the way Cinnamon Bun ended up becoming. And whether it's like a true love, romantic <laughs> love, or just or just a love, best friend love, yeah. whatever, familial love that, that he has for her, the fact of the matter is, how long has he been under PB? And he's just remained like that. Well, well just... that's, I was going to say, that's what, uh, something that you were saying, I was like, wait a minute, that's a good point. Maybe, like, at the wedding, he's thought that, but when he's around Flame Princess, <laughs> it's like, he gets smarter. You know, because when that kind of makes sense, because she wasn't at the wedding, right? Or she wasn't around no, him, at least. There. Yeah, so it would make sense if, and we could just be making excuses for the show, don't get me wrong. But, you know, it would make sense that it's like when he's around her that he does think clear, because he's doing his duty. He's, you know, trying to, you know, protect her and be the guard and stuff like that. It would make more sense... You know, e even when he's talking with her, you know, like what you said with uh, PB, you know, yeah, let's not go to her. She's devious and stuff. <laughs> like, even he sort of has, like, these, eh, I don't know about her. Like, he definitely, you know, trusts her much more, and there does seem to be much more of a connection between the two of them. So, that's my excuse. <laughs> no, I, like I said, I just wish it was a more smooth transition uh, from character to character. It, it, it did sort of seem like, um,. Like, I, I don't know, there is something where it's like, why keep that whole thing about him wanting to get back with Flame Princess and stuff if if this is what was leading up to? Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like, you know, okay, like, if this was... If if this was the episode where it's like, okay, we were cementing things, you know, between... Like, where they officially become broken up, that'd be fine. But they broke up, like, whatever, 12 episodes ago or something like that, and then... He's always sort of fixated on her and stuff like that. It's sort of gone back and forth, and which we seem to do before with Bubblegum. And then it's like, he's finally with her, and it's just sort of like, yeah, they're still broken up. Like, nothing much has changed. Yeah. Really. It felt more like salt in the wound. Mm -hmm. It felt more like, if anything, the writers were taking the fact that Cinnamon Bun, the most moronic character you could say in the series, basically, as he said, outshines him. You know, it's more salt in the wounds of Finn. Where he's where he's kind of like... He said himself, was I just shown up by Cinnamon Bun? Mm. That's salt in the wounds. With all the heroics that Finn has done throughout the entire series, the one person he cannot save this time... He couldn't do anything. Yeah, he really couldn't doesn't do sword, anything in this episode. Couldn't the sword cut through the bars? <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering what... Five I seconds? feel like he... Hold on. Couldn't the sword have cut the people and knocked them down. Remember, he cut off all the hair of those other... He was so good two episodes ago, I know, and now I, he has no skill with it. I am wondering I what's felt, going on with the sword, because it's like I, that first episode, even when he didn't know how to use it, it was incredible, and now he does know how to use it, and he's not doing anything with I it. I felt it was... Again, I felt it was one of those things, we're just going to show... It, I don't know, it felt very much like, we're going to show how awesome Cinnamon Bun is and how terrible Finn is. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel very balanced. It, it felt very... Almost one-sided of an argument. Mm. You know? Uh, what happened? Why, why did Finn not... Why is he not able to do anything? Mm. You know? We've seen the sword cut through God knows what else. I guess you could argue he's distracted by her and his feelings and stuff, but it's still... it's If that's it, that's not 
explained at all. Uh, enough, yeah, enough that it would throw off his concentration and stuff like that. If um, anything, I would expect him to be more assertive. Kind of like what he was with uh, Peebles in the last episode. Yeah, more like, oh, you know what, I can't use it here, but I can use it here. Oh, I, we've seen Finn use his fists before. Mm. We've seen Finn use other things besides his sword before. So why when the guards come up and go, <laughs> We captured you. <laughs> he can't do anything all of a sudden. But all of a sudden, you know, Cinnamon Bun comes in and quote-unquote saves the day by punching them. Why, why couldn't Finn punch them? Finn, Finn is obviously stronger for the most part or more adept at fighting than Cinnamon Bun. It felt very unbalanced. It felt like these pieces had to fall into place in this succession in order for us to get to the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel natural to me. Joy, your thoughts? I feel like there's been a slow progression of Finn becoming a jerk. <laughs> oh, I won't argue that! I will not argue that. You know, I mean, yes, okay, he was a hero and he was awesome, but he's becoming a teenager, if not already, like, a full-fledged teenager. And I love you, Bree, and you're the... <laughs> no, like, you're the best. You really are a phenomenal kid, but teenagers are assholes. I was... <laughs> I was the worst. Wow, okay, so I hate kids <laughs> I and old people, and you hate teenagers. No, I was... I Bree, was... you're the best asshole, though, okay? You're the best <laughs> asshole. No, she's a good kid. Yeah, yeah, your she's own mother said that. Kid. You're just the best asshole. I love you. <laughs> she's a great kid. <laughs> she says she loves you back. You call her an asshole, she says she loves you. It's That's a good teenager right there. She is. She's, she's, she's a great teenager. No, I was, I was the worst, and I was, you know, you make wrong decisions you it's just such a horrible time in your life your hormones mess you up and I feel like I'm seeing Finn go through this horrible situation and frankly this whole mess wouldn't have happened if he had taken like three seconds to calm the hell down instead of trying to show off for flame princess and calm the hell down to listen right before they went Cinnamon Bun was trying to say, okay, so we're here, and they're here, and they're trying to come up and formulate this plan, and he just, like, dances over it, like, yep, got my suit, I'm pretty awesome, let's go, I'm gonna kick ass, yeah. you know, and then he goes in and <clears throat> busts the door down, and he's like, yeah, I'm freaking awesome, and it's like, oh, but that kind of wasn't our plan. The reason he didn't kick the guard's asses is because she said, don't hurt my subjects. But, but it's okay for Cinnamon Bun to punch them. That, that, again, that's my thing. Finn could have easily punched them. And, and even going back to the beginning of the series, Finn has never been a type of person to listen to plans. <laughs> I mean, well, think about that. He's never been the type to go, oh yeah, let's formulate a plan. You know, I'll say this too with, you know, you're talking about becoming a teenager, and they have been addressing that uh, several times with Finn. Um, but I think there's, what you were saying about balance, there is a way to show this awkwardness, to show these, you know, we were all teens and we know we make stupid choices and, you know, like you said, the hormones sort of rule you and, you know, you go around, you don't always do the, the smart stuff, but I think there's still a way to balance it out where it's like there's still this charm and this understanding to what they're doing. Like, there's a lot of times where a teenager will do something and you, or, or there's other movies or shows that'll show a teenager doing something foolish, but it'll show why and sort of explain why. And this, it's like they're technically 
saying why and showing why, but it, like you say, it doesn't feel very natural and very flowing. So I think there is a way to show Finn becoming a teenager, at least with the relationships. It always seems to be with the relationship stuff. Yeah. But again, when you're a teen, that's mostly what you think of anyway. Um, but I think there is a way to show it where it is sort of more balanced out and not just, I'm a doofus who's never going to listen now, and I'm going to think I'm right even though I'm obviously not. It's like there's... Even though a lot of times we think that's all that goes through teens' heads and stuff like that, there is sort of this progression. There is sort of this this mindset, this understanding, and there there is method to the madness. And yeah. it's like we're not seeing much of the method. With plus, him, plus, haven't we already gone down this path of him yeah, being it's... moronic and not listening? And like, I felt this is a retread. Mm. And like I said, I felt that this is just trying to close some chapters. That it felt very rushed. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, that's me. And even if it was rushed, if they did it from a totally goofball, I mean, because they've rushed a lot of weird stuff on here, too, but yeah. they've had such a good sense of humor about it, such a strange sense of humor that it's been really funny. And like I said, this one seemed, even though it was kind of rushed, it also felt kind of slow and kind of awkward. And like you said, the fists punching That's and stuff. Better. At first, that was kind of funny, and then they just keep going. It's like, oh, jeesh, all right, can we get some... Oh, you like that? There's more to that scene... That's it, Keith David and Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Fighting each other. Oh my god! Have you never seen They Live? Uh, like a long time uh, ago. <laughs> like when I was eight. Keith David and Rowdy Rowdy Piper. That incredibly long fight scene they have. Oh, the okay. Okay, alright, well that makes a little bit Which more sense. Which was parodied, like, shot for shot in South Park. And then you have them here again... Extremely long, drawn-out fight Okay, alright, no, that... That makes more sense. Okay, that... that uh, I, I get it now. <laughs> I get it now. Not knowing that, though, and even knowing that, yeah, it's kind of long and drawn-out. <laughs> as much as I love They Live and all that. Uh, I will say this, though. The one, one of the things I love is that this is one of the few shows where Keith David, again, that epic, booming voice and stuff, he always goes and he narrates stuff, and he's always these you know, characters that are really serious and stuff. It's so great just to see him, like, go, woohoo, I yeah. love looking at things, woohoo! You know, and saying all these really goofy lines, because uh, you never see that, and he's good at it, you know? Like, he can do that stuff really funny. I just love how you thought that Rowdy Rowdy Piper was the voice of Megatron. I actually did for a second. <laughs> Is that Frank Welker does Megatron, I think? I, I think I so, yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. If we're wrong, I'm sure they'll correct us. Um, but, that was yeah. funny. But, but he, he sounded a lot like Megatron, didn't he? <laughs> I didn't yeah. hear it. Sounds great. Oh, scream. Ah. I don't know. He sounded like What that the hell was that? That's Megatron. I don't know what that is either. No, you're staying. You always get to leave. You're staying. We're all going to sit here. Nobody's going to get up. Nobody's going to leave. We're going to end this vlog all here on the couch. Shut up. We're all happy. Smile. Smile happy. Yeah. Happy family. Yeah. Shut up.